Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Alrighty's Workmanship's podcast. Uh, I have Logan and Dell with me. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Logan. Good morning, Todd. Morning, Dell. Good morning, Todd. Happy after holidays. Yep. So let's see here. So uh, the last episode we talked about, we were talking about the first part of step eight, which is making a list of people we've harmed and becoming willing to make amends to them all. And today we're going to cover the second part of step eight. Um, uh, I first got exposed to this in celibate recovery. It, it made a really big difference to me, especially with like the PTSD symptoms I had and everything. And this one is um, making a list of people who have harmed us and becoming willing to forgive them all. Um, this is especially pertinent to like those who experienced some type of trauma as a child, um, those types of things, right? So um, kind of a subtle difference. Um, you know, the the making amends portion, the making a list of people we've harmed, like that's a super important thing that we can't skip. Um, you know, realizing that we've actually harmed people with our behaviors is a very big deal. You know, I I didn't have a conception that I was harming other people with my behavior before I started recovery. Um, and also this portion here, right? Like I had a really long list of people that had aggrieved or harmed me that I was resentful with, right? And this portion is what um, really changed my life, right? So, um, so a little bit of a, a trigger warning for the story. I think I've told the story one other time on the podcast, but um like this forgiveness portion of stuff really transformed my life and it transformed it from a a story from my friend larry so um my friend larry after i had relapsed when i was going through recovery uh very early on uh and working my steps and uh, sat me down and talked to me about uh, a process he had went through um years before he had uh, gone through a tragedy where somebody had murdered his daughter and um he sat me down and talked to me about the long process that he went through of forgiving the person who had uh, who had done this heinous deed um for a really long time the police didn't even have a active suspect so he had to go through and forgive the person that had done this before they even had a suspect uh, in in place or charges or uh, eventual like prison sentence and everything, because it took so long to identify the person that had done this. So, um, so Sam, he told me this story and he's told me like how, like he just didn't see the sun for months on end and then like how he was in despair. And then you know, he was like coping and his sponsor at the time took him down to another uh, the tragedy group. It was a support group for parents who'd gone through the tragedy of losing children in a bus accident when they were in kindergarten. And there was like 30 of them in the room. And uh, and they he went down there and listened to them talk about sharing the grief of this loss that had happened like, 25 30 years before and the drive back home um the sponsor pointed out okay like 
Did you see the people in the room that looked like they were 50? And did you see the other people in the room that looked like they were 75? And like Larry's like, yeah. And he's like, well, the people, they're all the same age, right? They all lost their kids and within a couple that the, the kids were all the same age. They were all within a couple of years of each other. The ones that looked like they're 75 never forgave the bus driver who caused the accident. Um, the people who looked like their age, they went through the process of, of forgiving, right? So um, this is what you have to look forward to, right? Is if like, if you go through this process of forgiving, um, you'll gain health to be able to be okay the rest of your life. If you don't, it's just going to destroy your life and accelerate your aging. And then, like, that's your future. And so he, like, showed me more and talked to me about, like, just how long that process took and how he was eventually able to forgive the person. Um, they even showed me, um, like, like, nine months later, like, this is where I saw the sunshine for the first time. I remember seeing the sun come up and rise in his journal, right? And so... I got done with this like two hour long meeting and it was the first time I had hope that this whole process would work for me. Um, and and the, the, my hope was like, I kind of sort of think that maybe God will do for me what he did for my friend, Larry. And that that's kind of where everything changed. Right. And um for those of you out there who might be listening to this who've gone through some really severe trauma and you're like i will never forgive this person because what they did was so heinous like i understand i had some really heinous things done to me as well um and i felt exactly the same way um so my beginning part of this process, my making the list of this process was, okay, I will do this thing. I'm making the list of people who harmed me and becoming willing to forgive them. And it was a, you know what? I'm going to trust that God is going to take care of this judgment. The judgment is his. I'm going to take care of it. So uh, I'll, I'll share the other story later on as far as how that grew and changed for me. But that's where I started. So that's why I kind of want to start with this today uh, of the, this the actual process and this trusting that God will make it all right in his eternal goodwill. Like he will make it all right. And, and just starting the process of doing it, because that's like the most important part is just starting this process of becoming willing um, cause it's super, super, super hard. So, um, I guess I'm going to ask, uh, Logan and then Dell, like, like, have you had a point in your life where there was something that was done to you where you thought or are thinking still, I will never forgive this to my grave or people that you've run across that are like that. So I'll start off with Logan. Um, I, I don't personally have something like that. Um, fortunately, I mean, I, I, I do know quite a few people and have come across quite a few through my, my travels and especially, you know, counseling with people in my context of, um, you know, uh, being a pastor, especially working with, um, with youth and college age. Um, there's been quite a number that have had just really, really traumatic experiences. And I, 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 would 
I would agree that there is a significant difference um, in the lives of those who who go through the difficult process of of letting those things go and forgiving, and those that don't. Um, you know, there's there's like a there's a bondage that that is still in place for those who um, can't forgive, and it's it's difficult because it's like it doesn't seem fair, but um, you know, trying to help people walk through that though. I don't have any um, really direct experience with something that traumatic. Um, you know, not necessarily. I've I've had my share of trauma, but it's mostly been through accidents or the stupid uh, mistakes that I've made, but not necessarily something like that. that someone's perpetrated on me. Um, but I and I've was heavily influenced by by um, my by my mother, who um, I had a really close relationship with when. Um, when I, usually kids have like kind of a closer relationship with one parent. And for me, it was my mother. And um, in, it was, the interesting thing was, you know, she had, you know, sort of a lot, she had a lot of that, especially coming from her family of origin with her dad, who was a, a Korean war vet and PTSD um, and, you know, very abusive environment and all those kind of things. And, um, you know, she was the one who first, first told me and I, I think she had gone through something like this process before it was really codified or she didn't really she didn't really know you know the all the steps but she had had told me that you know she had to go through that that process of forgiving her dad and the stuff that she shared with me when I was older um was like I don't know that I could have um but she uh, sort of drew a line in the sand saying that like if she if you're gonna live in freedom and you were gonna you know have that at some point you you actually have to let people you have to forgive them and let things go um yeah but Dell, i don't know um if yeah. if you have uh, something um, more you can share i'm going to ask you a question logan uh to ponder on while why we kind of oh. go over to Dell. um here we go one of the people that i had to put on my list of forgiving for harming me was myself so I want you to ponder that because like, I know your own personal sense of excellence and I'm wondering about that for you. I want you to ponder that for a little bit. Why I uh, go in over to uh, Dell and ask Dell the same question about. You, you always like, ask all the experience. easy questions, Todd. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 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 uh, because like, like I'll be often angry and resentful for my, with myself for, harm I did to myself in my decision-making process. Right. But uh, I'm going to kick it over to Dell really quick and ask him the same question about just experiencing like stuff that had happened to him and having to go through that process. So. Um, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So the, um, I think, uh, you know, this well, right. We sat down at a park and made the list. Um, yeah. My list wasn't uh, extensive. And I've been able to to forgive for the most part um, everything. Um, but you did mention what you did ask to Logan, and it's truly mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I grasped the serenity prayer and um, the understanding um, to accept the things that I cannot change, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I would say in addition to, I think we only had about a couple people on the list that I felt had harmed me. And now looking back, I completely forgive them and understand that 
they were raised in a different time, lack of empathy, and it shed down to me, right? But yeah, Todd, my my main point is that every day I have to wake up and understand that I got these seeds of bad behavior in me, and I have to understand I can't change it. And I have to understand that I need to accept the things I cannot change. I mean, that's really it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one that keeps on popping up for me to figure myself for is that like picking up the hammer and hitting myself over the head for doing something or not being excellent in some way, or, um, you know, I'm in this constant battle to keep myself out of my, addictive thinking right i'm not in my addictive behaviors but my addictive thinking comes back all the time right and so and it doesn't take much for it to pop back up again and it's just a continuous battle so um so i will i will hold resentment against myself sometimes and i have to be like oh yeah god's forgiving me i have to forgive myself too for doing that right because i just get stuck so so roughly so um yeah so uh, i'll go back to the uh, question for uh yourself logan uh if you pondered it for a second uh, very fun questions i always ask <laughs> well if you t- if i have to include myself in the list uh then 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 yes i've <laughs> i would probably i would uh I'm, i've been kind of a i've been kind of a bastard to myself at, for the majority of my life um i it was interesting. I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day and he, he read this really cool book and we were talking about it. And he said, if you characterized like the voice in your head as like a, a roommate, you know, a bad roommate and like, and, and you, t- all the things that you say to yourself, all the things that you, you know, that you, and then it, w- it was a roommate, like, or a person in real life, like, what would you do to that person? Or would you, a would you associate with that person? And I was like, no, I'm really a terrible person. That person's deriding me and, and, you know, abusing me all the time. And he's like, well, you know, that, that's like how you have to ca- characterize your own, like, you know, self-talk mental track. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I have to characterize that, like I've, I've been very savage to myself for the majority of my life. And so forgiving myself for tra- traumatizing myself isn't ha- necessarily something that's been on my, uh, I haven't really thought of it that way, but, but probably is something that I need to go through a process for because yeah, I really I mean, do. I really do hate myself for hating myself. Yeah. I mean, here's a little subtle thing, right? So, um, six months into my recovery, um, a lady who was like in her eighties heard me talking and she came up and she's like, because I was like beating myself up. And she's like, you're not God. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're not God. You can't judge yourself the way you're doing it because you're not God. He's already forgiven you for all the stuff you're beating yourself up for. Stop doing it because you're not God. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? Because she was like this small kind old woman and she was about as fierce of confronting me as any human being ever has been and it was like you're not god like stop like you're not god like 
the judgment you're throwing on yourself only god has the right to do and he's already forgiven you so stop doing it <laughs> and so that that's like that was one of my awakening moments to this like oh oh like like the whole i'm not god thing right like yeah it was like the subtleties in which we play god are like astounding right so especially with ourselves so um yeah so um so takeaway from this small part of the conversation is um pretty sure everybody needs to put their own selves on this list of people they need to forgive right mm-hmm. um and we can't do that ourselves right we do it through god forgiving us and then like accepting that complete forgiveness um it's super hard to do it took tons and tons of tons of prayer for me to do it for myself it's still something that props up for myself a lot um but it's just is what it is right and this isn't some like flim flammy like i I can justify all the bad things i've done um that's not that right it's not like i'm going to forgive myself for all these bad things i've done like no because like like before you're getting to this step you're taking ownership of all the bad things you've done right and having to go make amends to them all and oftentimes you have to accept some consequences for making the amends right like that's just the way it is um you know some people um will not take making amends to them well right it's not about them forgiving you when you go make an amends so that that's something we'll talk about next time but yeah so um for me i ended up making this really long list of people i needed to forgive uh and become willing to forgive them and yeah it was just that like conception of doing it right and so i started off with the really big things first and the really big traumas first and then moved down to the rest of them um yep and then started forgiving myself at the same time um I'm trying to think like I think the the hardest thing on this one for me is encouraging people that have had heinous things happen to them. Um, and I, I guess the other concept I want to discuss with you guys is um, what is your concept of of forgiveness, right? I have my concept of forgiveness. I kind of want you guys to have your concept because I think in our society the way people view forgiveness as and um when i forgive somebody uh then like they just keep on doing the same thing to me so i want you guys to talk and then i'll talk about what my concept of forgiveness is so uh logan what would what is your concept of forgiveness especially when you're forgiving others what's your concept of it um, you know, I read a, I read an interesting, um, book a couple of years ago and it, I mean, you, you have to, um, you have to, you have to kind of really ponder this kind of stuff before you, before you really, cause I, I know that some people who, um, have, have taken this concept and, and kind of really screwed over some of their relationships with it, but there, it was a, I forget the name of the book. Um, I can find it, but um, it was written by um, a theologian and he was doing some 
research in, in the Bible, et cetera, about, about forgiveness. And it was like, he, what he kind of came down to is that there's kind of, there's two stages of forgiveness. And, um, and I, I really like it, it, it resonated with me because it, it, it sort of, when I read something and it, and it replicates what I, what I generally see in reality, because there's like a dissonance between what people say they do and what people actually do oftentimes. And then, you know, things track with me. So anyway, uh, that, that there's, there's a process of releasing somebody before God, like releasing them almost from like, like from a legal perspective, like that, and that there's another stage. So it's like releasing them and saying like, I'm going to forgive them, but then it doesn't necessarily mean that the relationship is hundred percent restored. So that there's this, there's this aspect of like releasing them and which is great because it releases them and it releases you from the bondage of unforgiveness. But it doesn't necessarily like if somebody is consistently harming you and perpetrating abuse on you, you're, you're not going to restore your relationship with them. You're not going to go back to the place where you were and put yourself back into their hands and trust them completely, et cetera. Um, and so you know, a lot of people who I think mis misunderstand or have more of an immature uh, you know, concept of forgiveness are like, well, I have to make everything exactly the way it used to be. And so they consistently run back to a, a position where they are put themselves in a place where they can be abused. Um, and then, well, this is just what God wants. I got to forgive this person and then go back and let them beat me up again. Um, and that's, that's, I, I don't, I don't believe that that's really the the model of forgiveness that we're supposed to be operating in. That there's this concept of releasing somebody and releasing them from your wrath and releasing them to God. Like, Hey, this is not, I'm not in control of this. I'm not going to make, you know, because he's the one who really brings real justice. Um, and it is like, and it may not even be in this life. Um, and just saying, hey, I am not going to hold this as something that I need to, you know, bring justice into this into this situation. I'm going to release this to the Lord. And then there's, you know, there's obviously afterwards, if somebody can come back to you and restore a relationship, but generally it takes takes more time. But yeah. seeing that as two separate things um, has helped has helped me. Um, now it's not a it's not a um, an excuse not to be open to uh, the restoration of the relationship. And I've seen people use that like, well, I've forgiven you, but I'm never going to talk to you again, or I'm never going to be open to, you know, um, you know, some sort of change in your life where we can have any level of relationship. And I, that's where I've seen it used in sort of an unhealthy way. Um, but that's kind of my, my working concept of, of forgiveness right now that seems to be working for me is that there's that initial like, release which should be done mm -hmm. very quickly and then you know the pursuit of the the of the restoration kind of comes probably over time mm -hmm. after that yeah and then yeah i'll i'll comment on your stuff i want to hear from dell what he his concept of forgiveness is so yeah just i just mine is mainly just making the intentional decision to um let go of any resentment and anger right um it's easier to do i find with others than than myself i still go through days where um you know i had some incredibly bad behavior that i still go through days where i 
you know, you get that same feelings of, gosh, how did I act like that? Why did I do that? It sucks. Um, but, you know, I need to release and not let that be a seed because with others that have harmed me, I can release the resentment and anger. Um, what I try not to do is also justify their behavior. You know, I release it, but they did that to me because of X, Y, and Z, because if I internalize that, then I'm going to say, I need to release this anger. And then the justification could be, but I had this stressful job and I had to drink and things like that. So, you know, simply stated, it's harder to do with myself than it is to others because I don't have a lot of external trauma. I'm a self-created uh, alcoholic and addict in a lot of ways yeah. you know, based on my decisions, but that's really my concept. Yeah. Of yeah. So my concept of forgiveness is a bank register, right? You went out and took out a loan and you can never pay it back. The bank still forgives you for it. Right. Uh, then you don't have that debt on their books anymore. Um, but the bank may not, and they, they may forgive you for that and like never hold it against you still, but that doesn't necessarily mean the bank is going to loan you money again. Right. Um, that's kind of the way I, I look at a lot of that, like in a financial way there. Um, but I also too see two different things, right? Like, um, I see relationships as a ladder, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, the higher up on you are on the ladder, like the more structure the relationship has to have for that to be safe, right? And many times people will do such harmful things in trauma that like, um, you know, you don't go very high back up the ladder, right? You just take a slow step one at a time and let them prove themselves capable of that level of trust, right? So I have some people in my life that have done great harm to me that I've taken a few steps up the ladder with as, as far up the ladder as they prove faithful with, right? And then I just stop once I take one more small step and they don't prove faithful with that step, right? Then I know that's where they're at. I have to accept them. Then that's where they're at. I don't have no relationship with them, but the relationship is very structured or has stuff around it um, because like that's where they're at in the intimacy ladder, right? Like I can't be as intimate as I am with you guys or other people because like, they, they, they don't have the viewpoints in life I do or they don't have the capacity to reciprocate my relationship in the same way. And that's okay. Um, just learning that concept of the concept for me of taking a step up the ladder and seeing reciprocal step and all those things that that's, that's my piece there. Um, and then I want to address like Logan said, the uh, the forgiveness should be done quickly. I think that the, the process of starting the process quickly is important some things break us so much it takes a long time to get through the process but i think you have to be in the process as fast as you can go right the sticking in the anger and resentment portion of of that trauma is going to be highly damaging so um i'm sure that's what he was trying to say but uh but, but i wanted to make sure like if somebody heard quickly like how can i forgive x quickly um you're right some stuff is such a deep violation that you can't forgive it quickly. It takes a long time. 
Um, but that's okay. Being in it quickly is important and uh, being in the process. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a couple of things that took me years to get through and be able to forgive completely um, because it was so hard to get through it for me. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Getting the process started quickly as in, yeah, because, because we, we end up in the longer we are in a position where we can't forgive. And sometimes, I mean, there is trauma that continues to build up in us from unforgiveness. And so some people hold on to unforgiveness for a long time and it, it can have physical and emotional ramifications, but there are there. It, it's definitely true that some things just take a long time to forgive and you can't get around the fact that in the meantime, you are going to be in a position where there is suffering involved in that um, going through that process. But yeah. the quicker, you, the quicker you start it, the, the, you know, it just brings up when, when you can get through it. Um, but you know, you have to work at it. Yeah. Mm, for sure. So, um, I think it's probably a good place to summarize this portion of it, right? Because it's um, it's a simple thing to do is and as far as how complex it is to actually start this process. Um, starting this process took the most courage I could ever muster, if that makes sense for me. That's what it took. It took the most courage. It took the most work to actually become willing um, because I really didn't want to. I really, really, really had this concept of, I don't think this person should ever be forgiven for what they did. What they did was too harmful and they should never be forgiven. I was, I was sticking to that gun there. I can only tell you like how much freedom I got from making that choice. Um, but it was also the most difficult choice I think I had to make in recovery. Um, it was actually harder to do this portion of it than it was to stop drinking or stop looking at porn or stopping my behaviors. Because this behavior was there so far before the drinking, so far before the porn. It was like anchored in at such a young age and I was so full of rage about it for such a long time. Um, right. It was just, it, I was wanting to hold on to it. It was it's what fueled so much behavior for me for so long. So um, I just want to encourage people, if you were like me, um, that's okay to be like that. Um, and I understand how hard it is to take that step and be, uh, courageous about doing it right and this is where you gotta talk to some people and get some really good solid people in your corner that are willing to go through this type of work because um man having that other person who's done it before walk beside you that's that's what made all the difference for me so uh do you guys have any closing thoughts nope all right i'm ready, I'm ready for logan's prayer <laughs> I'm always ready to pray, Dell. <laughs> always ready. I got you. <laughs> hey, I might come up with a new one. I've been listening to some prayers at night, so just be be on the lookout. Yeah, all right. I will. We're all waiting with bated breath. <laughs>
Um, well, okay. So, um, Logan, why don't you go ahead and pray us out? And, um, yeah, the, like, don't worry about it being hard to do this. This is, for me, this was the big one. This is the stumbling block. This is the thing that, 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 like, once I got over this one, everything else like just was like going downhill right that that was the big one for me like i think everybody has a different spot of the big spot in their recovery where once they're over it they're like oh everything else is easier than that was and that's what becoming willing to forgive was mine everything else was easier moment right so um i'll let you go ahead and uh uh pray us out logan be um Thank you for this time again of uh, encouragement of being together. Um, Lord, I just pray that these words would find somebody at the opportune time and place uh, that they could encourage and um, bring bring encouragement and and um, to them to go through the difficult process of of really forgiving and start maybe starting the process of forgiveness at least maybe even doing the, just the inventory of figuring out where they're at. Lord, we just thank you so much that you, um, we love us and that you've forgiven us uh, no matter what we've done, no matter what has been done to us. Lord, when you see us, that you see us as your child, uh, a member of your family. Um, and uh, what an incredible thing that that is. Lord, we just pray that that would um, reside in our minds and bring us joy and encouragement when we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah.